All right, it's a sound and alarm version of the Heart and Hustle podcast. Nick Grunowitz here. Chris Crawford is with me. Scott Inez is taking this one off. Uh, he's apoplectic after the uh, New York Knicks he's, loss. He's sitting in the corner, breathing deeply in yeah. and out of a brown in, paper in, bag in, in right the now. brown yeah, paper bag. Yeah. Um, from time to time, now we've not really had to do this over the last, I don't know, six, seven years or so. Uh, we are going to have kind of an emergency podcast or so. And yes. after the Magic lost to the 13-win New York Knicks... On Tuesday night, uh, we felt the need to jump into the studio here and just hit the panic button. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. And that is the sound that you are going to hear after the Magic lose to the New York Knicks on Tuesday night. They've started one and two coming out of the All-Star break. The only team they beat was the second-best team in the Eastern Conference. They have lost to the Bulls. They have lost to the Knicks. Uh, and, oh, yeah, the Magic bench got outscored by 68 bleeping points on Tuesday night. How do you beat the second-best team in the East? I get it was out with, without Kawhi. It was still a good – and it was by 20 – what was it? By 15 points. Felt yeah. like a 25-point win. But then you lose to the Knicks and the Bulls, two of the four worst teams in the NBA, two teams who have no interest in winning right now. And it was – it is very confusing. Um, it is a couple of numbers from that um, that we can give you. Aaron Gordon gives you 26 points. The starters, by the way, were, were good for the Magic yeah. for the most yeah. part. The starters were good. You get 26 from all of them Aaron DJ Gordon and Nick Vucevic. Right? Um, no, all five starters Did DJ were hit double figures too? Yeah, he ended up with 13. I'm sure it was a couple of late buckets or something. Uh, but the Magic starters give you good numbers. But uh, as we have seen in many Magic losses this year, the bench was just was was it was a was a graveyard uh it was uh you got three points from terrence ross on one of 10 shooting it was the worst game of the season for terrence ross that was about as bad as it gets after a big big game one of his best of the year uh in the win over toronto you got two points from wes iwandu kem birch and jerry and grant each give you a point each and your bench is outscored was it 75 to 7 something along those by lines. 68 points yeah, it was by a lot by 68 points and that is because Henry Ellenson, who comes in, he's bombing threes, Shout 13 out to points. There you go. That's right, Marquette guy. How long ago was he at Marquette? Was he a Buzz Williams it guy was or two, no? two years ago. Oh, okay, so he's not a Buzz Williams recent, guy. Yeah. He nah. was drafted by Detroit, I think, two or three yes. years ago. Yes, you're right about that. Emmanuel Moutier uh, gives you 19 uh, Alonzo Trier, shout out Arizona, uh, <laughs> shout out Westchester Knicks, just saying, uh, 18 points for him. Uh, but but all this, here's the thing, like this was the worst case scenario type of game for the Magic where you come out, your starters give you good minutes. You just need the bench to be kind of yeah. slightly below average, not historically bad, Right, we're, and we're, you beat the Knicks. Right, we're, I mean, this is going to happen to Terrence Ross every now and then. That's the style of play that he has. Unfortunately, this was a game that, we really could have used his bench because there was no one else on the bench that stepped up. Right. Whereas you look at the last game and it was what Jerry and Grant racked up what seven assists. Jerry and Grant himself had himself a good game. The last yeah, game against, against Toronto. Toronto. But yeah. then he, but then he comes out cause you know, Isaiah Briscoe has been taking all of his minutes. So then he finally gets a chance to showcase himself and he tries and wants to prove something he comes out, has a great game. And it's almost like he thought, okay, good. I came out here. I did what I was supposed to do today. And now the next game, he it's almost like, I don't have to keep it up this game. I'm cool. Like, I'm good. I show what I can do. It doesn't matter. But no, this was, I, w- I wish that he, of all the guys on the bench with 
Terrence Ross struggling would have tried to do a little bit more out there. Yeah, and they didn't get anything out of him. They didn't get anything out of Terrence Ross. Uh, once again, Wes Iwandu. You know, Wes Iwandu takes five shots. He's out there for defense. He's not out there for offense. The guys that you really needed something out of were well, Grant and Wes has and been Ross. there all year. Wes he has stepped up all year. There have been countless games that Wes Iwandu has been a difference maker in. Jerry and Grant finally stepped up for the first time. It felt like all season long. I know he had hit a couple of big threes earlier in the year, but was never really a you know, a, a, a big time off the bench player where he was actually piling up statistics, but that game against Toronto, he looked great. And I kind of had hope. Okay. Well maybe Isaiah Briscoe getting all these minutes and coming out and getting all this pub was kind of irking him and motivating him to be just a little bit better than what he had been at the start of the year. But he regressed right back to what we have seen from him all year long after his best performance of the year on Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, by the way, in games where Terrence Ross scores 10 points or less, the magic are seven and 12 this year. Sounds about That's right. A, yeah, it's, it does. I, and, and there's some, there's a mixed bag in there of games where obviously if the team gets off to a good start you're up Terrence Ross sits it's you know you get some of these I other guys think we would be it was better than I thought it was um I don't really know where to start here uh other than this is a team in my opinion Chris that for whatever reason and you and I have been covering this team how long have you how long have we been working together about three years four yeah, years three four, four years, years yeah um to me this is something deep-seated in the magic culture now yeah. the post the, the Rob Hennigan and now it's post Rob Hennigan culture, but I would still attach this to Rob Hennigan though. Uh, it's kind of like the Bo in Seinfeld, you know, like you've left lingers, the car, yeah. it has lingered. Rob Hennigan continues the ghost of Rob Hennigan lingers with this team can't play with expectations because no. they have never played with yeah. expectations. As soon as you step to win the big game, they they become a shell of themselves. Exactly. You see the magic. They win five games going into the break. You get a week off. We all knew we did not want the all-star break to happen. We yeah, all knew we that wanted to keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Uh, I know Jonathan Isaac talked about that uh, before the all-star break, before that final game. You win five straight. Now you come out, and you and I were chatting about this before we got started. You come out. This team could should should be 3-0. and like I, I, I guess this team could be three and out. You should be two and one. Instead, you're one and two, and you very well, if Kawhi plays for the Raptors, could be zero and three right. out of the break. And I know I just gave you all the ways that the first three games should have went, but you look at this. You should beat the Bulls. You should beat the Knicks. I don't know who's more upset about losing the game on Tuesday night, the Magic or the Knicks, because the Knicks had no interest in winning that game. They should be two and one. They okay. should most definitely be two and one. I mean, you you get that win over the Bulls. Maybe you don't get the win against the Raptors because you don't come out as, you know, motivated to try and get that win and try and, you know, capitalize on a situation with Kawhi out. But yeah, after you get that Raptors win, then you look back at these three games. And I think the only thing you're looking at is what we should be three, you know, you know, I I mean, as much as it it should be two and one based off the opponents, when you got that Raptors win, you look back over the last three games and should, we should be three, you know, and Hey, they should be in the eighth spot right now because right. the other teams have lost. Now, lucky for the Magic, who do the Miami Heat have tonight, Wednesday night? They have the Golden State Warriors, which is great for the Orlando Magic because that means that the Heat aren't going to be able to pick up a game. Oh, I'm sorry. The Warriors play the, the, Warriors play the Heat tonight. That's yes. right, because the Magic have them Wednesday the Magic night, have right? them. No, Thursday, Thursday night. Sorry, Thursday night. Thursday. I'm Thursday caught night. up in the schedule. Tonight yeah, that's slash right. tomorrow. We're recording right. this on Wednesday. So tonight, Wednesday night, the Miami Heat will play the Golden State Warriors, and then we'll see what happens there. I imagine the Warriors will pick up that win, and then you get the Warriors off of a back-to-back where maybe we might get lucky again, and maybe they'll rest somebody. They don't normally do that, but who knows what's going to oh, happen. we've seen a lot of teams rest a guy in the back end, right? I mean, on, on the back end of the of the Florida back-to-back, yeah, I mean, yes, we have seen a no, lot of teams No, but I mean, I mean, the guys they rest would be like an Igudala 
and maybe a DeMarcus Cousins, sure. you know, but we'll still probably get Clay, Kevin, and Steph. Right. Well, here's what here's what you're hoping for is what Orlando has taken advantage of for years and years. Actually, I'm sure the 30 years of their franchise existence, and that would be teams coming to Orlando after having a really good time in Miami when they right. were there for the one night, either getting a win or taking an L in Miami and being hungover coming into O-Town. That's what you're hoping for. That's what you're for. hoping for. You're hoping that the Golden State Warriors don't leave immediately after the game tonight. Right. No, you want them to stay. Right. Hang out. Want them to up, hang around. Hit up, uh, what is it, live down there? Yeah, go to live. Yeah, Go exactly. down to live. Go go en- go enjoy Miami, enjoy South Beach, uh, and, and all of that. But uh, he- here's, here's the thing. I mean, I, I want to get back to the expectations thing because – this is a team that, when there are no expectations, they play extremely well. Uh, they play loose. They play the way they should play. And even for the first quarter of that game against the Knicks, I mean, what do you run off to? Like a thirty to nine start to that game. I have to. I did not turn it off, but I kind of thought to myself, "Cool, we got a win in the bucket. You're gonna you're gonna get a chance to come back home, tied for the eight seed with Charlotte." And instead, you let the Knicks get back into it. And it was the two things that really haunt this Magic team season after season. And the two things I'm talking about are. A, the bench, uh, that has been bad for years because, frankly, when you have a talent problem in terms of starters, you're going to have a talent problem in terms of the bench. And also, too, dude, it's point guard defense. I how, how many years have we watched this team? And I know that DJ Augustine has his flaws, but for whatever reason, and the big difference in the game was Emmanuel Moutier coming in and in transition, just cutting dudes yeah, apart. Yeah, he had his way. He, he had did. his way. He, he definitely did. And the other thing that changed things last night uh, or Tuesday night, I guess I should say, Mitchell Robinson had this Magic team shook. Yeah. How many blocks did he have? I think he finished with six. With six. Um, Mitchell Robinson had that comment a couple of nights ago where he said, you know, I think I could average six blocks for uh, for a season or six blocks in a ga- or, you know, per game for an entire season or something like that. And I kind of laughed at it. Um, Mitchell Robinson is really good. Um, how many well, blocks? Well, he had he had 17 points last night, 14 rebounds, and it was six blocks, uh, and only three fouls too, which is the amazing part. He's getting all these blocks without fouling. But man, I thought man, I thought he was going to end up fouling out of that game because he was so ju- he was going for yeah. blocks last night. He was all over it, but found a way to not get whistled for those fouls. But this is the type of thing that happens when you're a be- when you're a good team and you're playing like the Magic had wins like this the last few years where they were the team looking to tank. But just because they don't, the, the other team doesn't give them the respect that they feel they deserve. Paging the Washington they were, Wizards. They were able to catch them off guard and get them on a surprise. And, and that's what happened here. I mean, the New York Knicks second lineup came in. Henry Ellenson, Mitchell Robinson, Emmanuel Moody, Alonzo Trier. And it's almost the magic. As soon as they came in, we're like, all right, we're good. We've got this, what, 20-point first half lead at one point. Or I don't even know it got to 20. It was definitely 18, 17, 18 at one point. But then you kind of relax, and you're like, we've got this in the bag. We've got the comfy lead. Henry Ellenson is coming in for these guys. Like, we, we're fine. Right. Like, we've got this thing. And then they all get hot. And the problem is they stayed hot the entire rest of the game. And, I mean, Moutier, Mitchell Robinson, Alonzo Trier, and Henry Ellenson all scored in double figures. They all played incredible games. I mean, arguably maybe some of the best games they've had all year long. I know Trier has been up and down this year. Moutier has been up and down. It's definitely, it's got to be Henry Ellenson's best game all year long. I'm willing to go out on a limb and bet that right now, that that's the best game that Henry Ellenson has played. Unless it was a loss that the Knicks had where they lost by oh, 50. Oh, where he got to play like 30 minutes. And he got minutes. to play 30 minutes. This, I mean, they, the, the reason they won the game was because of those four guys. I agree. And that's kind of one oh, of the things. Oh, do not leave John Jenkins out of this either. I'm sorry. Like, we're going way too Knicksy on a Magic podcast yeah, I know. here. Uh, shout to John Jenkins of the Capital City Go-Go and Westchester Knicks, uh, who I saw drop 44 against the Lakeland Magic earlier this year. Um, I'm going to have to edit some of this out because we're... Um, by the way, um, Henry Ellenson uh, has 
he was a DNP. I'm sorry, he's been inactive. He's played like five games this year. That's what I mean. Like that's that's the type of thing that, that happens. That was his best and he game was, this And season. he was the guy who was just banging. He hit the late three, the dagger three in the fourth quarter with uh, with like under two minutes to go or something. His previous season high was seven points, and that was back in October. Um, one, two. He's played four games. Yeah, this year. exactly. And so that's the t- kind of thing that happens. Where has he you know? been? Was he, I, is he even in Westchester or something? No, but that's. I mean, Henry Ellison doing that is equivalent of Wes Wundu having that one game last year where he dropped like 16 points or something in the Magic surprise a team. Like that's right. that happens every year throughout an NBA season. And now the Magic are just on the opposite end of that spectrum. Years past, they've been the team making that surprise and ruining other teams' chances at making the playoffs. But now you've got to realize that you can't let that happen to you. And as a team that's been in that position before the magic should have recognized as soon as that run started like oh, we no, need no, no, to no, shore no. this thing happen. up and figure this out this but they didn't self-awareness. they didn't they have, they lack self-awareness big time and you know what big time self-awareness was in the post game Evan Fournier so so talk to me a little bit about this because you noticed this I really didn't I saw the Fournier quote and I forget who who tweeted I'm sure Josh Robbins did because Josh covers the team unlike anybody else yeah the athletic we're going to try to get him on the pod at some point in time here um but it was basically Evan Fournier saying it was a tough loss to swallow. But you kind of noticed what some other guys, I guess, what what, what Aaron yeah, Gordon Vooch, and Vooch said he should have played better defense. Terrence Ross said he played like crap. It wasn't crap. It was a different word, but I'm going to refrain from sure, using no, it. Sure, no, that's fine. And then uh, Aaron Gordon just said, we've got to play better as a team. I've got to do better. We've got to do better as a team. Whereas Evan Fournier came out and just said, hey, it's a tough loss. Mm. There was no accountability there from the guy that went 0 for 7 from three-pointer. How do you not reference the fact that you were ice cold from behind the arc? Like you, I, 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 What's cool than being cool? Ice cold, man, and that's what he was. At some point, you'd like to see this team and everyone on it take accountability for everything, like you said, but there is none out there. There's no self-awareness. And it's Go ahead. Just no, no, of, no. I want you to burn Evan Fournier to the ground right now. You want you, you feel this way, don't I, you? I mean, I, I, it's the, the problem is that it, it feels like there's some sort of – problem and disparity between him and Aaron Gordon. There's some sort of issue there because well, when this has always been a click right, in the locker room. When Chris. one's hot, the other's not. And it, and if one starts out hot, he eventually cools off. It's like they won't let the other one stay with the hot hand. And last night, Evan started off well, but Aaron was the one who was really getting things going early on. And he was the guy that you were kind of like, okay, it's his game today. Yet Evan kept coming down. I mean, there was two threes in under five minutes there where Evan Fournier ran down the court and just jacked him up way early in the shot si- clock. He went one of, oh of seven from o of, three. Yeah, it's oh of seven. Here's where I'll agree with you. In a game where Evan Fournier was shooting the ball as poorly as he did, and he still ended up with eight assists, might I say. But Evan Fournier should not shoot the ball 16 times when he's shooting the ball that poorly. No, he could. He should not shoot the ball as many times as Aaron Gordon should. He could have ended that game with 12 or 13 assists. But instead, he forced ill-advised three-pointers when Jonathan Isaac is wide open the corner. An, he looked him off on three separate occasions. Yes, it was an I-want-to-eat-two type of yeah. game. And, and there's, only, really, yeah. there's only so much food in the bowl. I did not see what you were seeing, but I have to say, like, I don't disagree with you. When you start looking at the numbers here and the kind of game that Evan Fournier had last night, there needs to be a little bit more of a defer for yeah. him. And we here's where I will I will go to Aaron Gordon. I will say, hey, we have seen that from AG. We have well, seen yeah, games where that, Aaron yeah. Gordon has said, listen, I ain't got it. But you know who's cooking? Nick Vucevic is. I don't know necessarily if, you know, the, the whole Evan and, and AG thing. I don't know if there's something there or not. But last night was the kind of game. speculating. Yeah, I know. We're, we're rationally speculating here, yes. Um, I, I don't know if that's the kind of game where AG and Evan are kind of like, we both want to eat. But here's Evan Fournier was bad last night. There have been plenty of games where he's been bad this season. And you look at it, when you're having a bad night like that, I know he was a plus six, okay? Uh, he needs to defer a little bit more. And 
here's one other thing I want to get to, uh, because we can we can beat this team losing to the Knicks to death. Um, I thought that last night's game on Tuesday, I thought Tuesday night's game, I guess I should say, because this is going to go up on Wednesday. Um, I thought Tuesday night's game was the perfect example as to why the Magic should have called and tried to sign a guy like Carmelo. Yes, I would agree with that 100%. And I don't know what interest there is from Carmelo. I'm sure there's almost less than zero interest in a guy like Carmelo Anthony. But I look around at the buyout market, and I look around at the guys that are on the end of other benches. I see... Alonzo Trier, okay, who, by the way, was he was a non-undrafted free agent. All right, Trier's a bad example. John Jenkins, who gave you eight points last night. Guys that are just kind of out there, they're around. I see B.J. Johnson from the Lakeland Magic, okay, who got signed to a 10-day from Atlanta. I don't know why the Magic did not go looking for just instant offense for the bench if they decided, all right, we want to go on a playoff run. I don't know why you don't call Carmelo Anthony and say, hey, Melo, do you want to come off? You can come off the bench for us. You can take 10 13 shots a game, just like it's going to be you and Terrence Ross off the bench, and there are going to be nights where we are ice cold and we need you to just cook for us. Come on down. You can get paid the veterans minimum. It seems to me that the Lakers are not interested, and I don't think Carmelo wants to walk into L.A. where LeBron is there, where they're going to miss the playoffs, and it's going to get blamed on him. The Rockets aren't interested. We played that story. Oklahoma City's not interested. No one is interested in Carmelo, so why not call the guy and say, hey, we have a roster spot. Get rid of Jarrell Martin. Whatever. Okay. We have a yep. roster spot open. Come down here and help lead us to the playoffs. Well, and you look at that bench, and outside of Terrence Ross, there's nobody that really can shoot the ball or is a or is a bucket getter, so to speak. Like they're all good role pieces. You know, Isaiah Briscoe is a good long point guard who can yeah. defend well in his crafty link. Ken Birch is a big long body who's good at rebounding and good at defense. Jarrell Martin's a good defensive guy, and yeah, he can shoot the three, but it's not as consistent as you would like it to be. Jerry and Grant, I'm still not quite sure what he's bringing to the table there. And Wes, the one dude defensive specialist, his three-pointer has been on and off this year too. Yes. I'll give you another name that we didn't even think about when he was put on the market, but how about an Austin Rivers? An Orlando guy. Oh, no, no, no. Guy. We talked about this on ESPN. No, we, we did. did yes. We did. We talked about this. Right. But it, it felt like it wasn't even brought in the Magic front office. And you look at where you are now, and you're looking at what Austin Rivers is doing, giving the Houston Rockets, a playoff team, about 26 minutes a game off the bench. I mean, that's a guy that would have been perfect. The hometown kid probably would have been very comfortable coming off the bench and playing for this team. And it's on nights like last night or Tuesday night when Terrence Ross wasn't feeling it from the floor. And Evan Fournier, your other guard, who's shooting the ball isn't feeling either you need someone else that you can just throw into the mix and just say hey look go get us a bucket put the ball in the basket and i mean yeah austin rivers would have been a good one for this yeah he's Um, not though he didn't and i mean now at this point yeah Carmelo anthony's out there i'd love to see them turn the wheels on that but it doesn't feel like that's gonna happen either and i don't know if they're gonna make a move but i think they've got to maybe do something is there anyone in china so, oh, there are dudes in China. No, there, I know. There are, there, are, there are dudes in China. There are dudes in China cooking right now, I'll tell you. But, and that's, I think the discussion that you and I are having right now is the whole development versus winning now. And and Jeff Weltman and John Hammond have been here two years. This is the first time, honestly, where I've looked at these guys, where I've looked at the process, I guess. And I've said, you know, bleep it. Like, let's try to make the playoffs here. And they did not trade Vooch. They did not trade uh, Terrence Ross, they decided, okay, we're going to push. But 
other than that, they traded for Markel Fultz. That's a move for the future, whatever. And I guess we could debate whether or not Jonathan Simmons helps you win that game on Tuesday. I don't think he really does the oh, way he was no. playing. Have you looked at the Philadelphia yeah, 76ers well. Twitter? I know. He's not playing well. I, I, I took a screenshot of it the other they night because I wanted, I wanted to bring it up. But yeah, this is just for all the Magic fans out there who still regret the Jonathan yeah, who, Simmons but, trade. No, all, yeah, all the, all the Magic fans out there who crapped all over the Fultz trade saying you gave up a body that could help us win now. I agree with you. I don't think Jonathan Simmons could help us. What's the tweet? Jonathan Simmons is awful, my God. Jonathan Simmons is so <laughs> bad. I think I'd rather have Fultz on the bench for another year than this bum. Can Jonathan Simmons give his legs to Boban? Fire Brett Brown and leave Jonathan Simmons in New Orleans. Jonathan Simmons, Jeez. dot, 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 not a fan. And that was like one page. Like I was scrolling for hours. So I, I don't think Jonathan Simmons helps you win this game because again, he's another guy that yes, he can he can drive in the lane, he can he can drive and dish and kind of get around and get buckets down to the layup. But you need another shooter off the bench for the nights where Terrence Ross is cold. And that's normally there haven't been many nights this year where he is. What'd you say? There was it was seven and twelve. We have nineteen games this year where Terrence Ross has scored under ten points. Correct. So it's not a big sample size of games where he hasn't been on his game, but it's gonna happen. And down the stretch here especially, there's probably gonna be one, maybe two more games going on the rest of the way where Terrence Ross mm-hmm. hits under ten. And it's in those two games where you are going to need another bench score or you're probably going to lose those games. Yeah, and that's why I think you 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 should have, and I believe you still could, right? I mean, you can still sign a sign a player for the playoffs, right? Carmelo's the, still out there, yeah. Well, no, no, I know Carmelo's out there. What's the deadline for the playoff teams? I think you can do it like right until before the playoffs start. No, there's not? a no, there's a deadline. There's a day. I'll I'll, I'll look that up uh, really quick here. Um, let's uh, let's finish on this, I guess. Now that you and I have just kind of like bloviated about this team for the last 20, 25 minutes or so, but that's kind of why we have this podcast for us to do this. Um, to me, yes, by the way, priority one is they, they need to find somebody for the back end of this bench if you still can sign someone for the playoffs uh, for a push because while the one encouraging thing for the Magic should be, okay, so we've lost two games we shouldn't have lost, and it ain't like Charlotte and Miami and Detroit are running away from us. Those teams are equally as flawed as the Orlando Magic are, and you're going to get an opportunity to play all the way until the end of the schedule here to get into the playoffs. Charlotte's not going anywhere. They have one of the tougher schedules. Detroit's not going anywhere. And I'll tell you what, I think Miami is just a broken team. I credit I credit Eric Spolster for what he's done. I really appreciate it. If they get Goran Dragic back to where he normally is at the level of basically an all-star point guard, uh, he's back with them now, right? Is he back playing? I Goran believe so. Yeah, I be- no, no, not yet. Not yet. He's not back yet? I don't think so. Okay, I, I thought that he was back now. I could be wrong on that, though. Well, hold on, let me check. Because Well, they lost to the Suns, so I hope he's not back if they lost to the Suns last night. um, He's not yet, no. He's not back yet. But when they get him back and get him back to the level he's playing at, maybe that changes things for yeah, them. He's but- set to return to the rotation, but he's not back in the starting lineup. So I guess... By me saying that, because I want to get to the panic meter here, okay, and yeah, where we should 20, be. 23 minutes and 10 points against the Suns, actually. Drajic did? Yeah. Did, five, I just to- yeah. did I totally just look at a box score and miss you, him? You might have missed it. 5 of 12 from the floor, 4 assists. He's not starting. He's coming off the bench for him right now. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Plus, I looked at I looked at the Phoenix roster. and <laughs> He was there at one point, wasn't he? Yeah. He was a Sun at that's one ex- point. Well, so that's exactly what happened was I saw, I saw Suns, and I was like, yeah. nope, no Drashik here. And also, just uh, quickly here, April, April 10th, the last day of the season, is the last day to sign players. April 10th. So for you the can, playoffs? Yes, you can, yep. Wow. Okay. For some reason, I thought that there was another. There was an. There was an artificial deadline in there. There's an a day. Deadline. There's a last day to sign restricted free agents. 
No. Which would be like if uh, what's his face had I'm, gone the whole. In, I'm um, thinking, no, I'm thinking baseball here. Yeah. Who I'm was thinking. who was the guy from the Warriors that now plays for uh, the Sun the uh, Sixers? McCall. Yeah. The, yeah. It, he it, plays it, for Toronto or Toronto. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. right. We just saw him. That's what it was. I yeah. was trying to think of what team it was. Pat but Pat McCall. And yeah, he if he was still a restricted you mean free when the Cavaliers, agent right when now. The Cav- Cavaliers tampered with the Warriors and the <laughs> yeah. league totally let him off because because <laughs> it's the Warriors. The Cavaliers were still pissed off about losing LeBron because they couldn't beat them. Yeah. Um. So in terms of the panic meter, I guess for Magic fans, and I guess this is where I wanted to finish this because you want to see this team make a playoff push. The panic level for me because you know that Charlotte's not going to run away because Miami is still kind of circling around trying to figure that team out. Detroit's not going to run away either, and you have two spots available there. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm at a 6 or 7 just because you I was going to say 6 too. Okay, see, I'm at a 6 or 7 just because this is a team that doesn't seem to want to play with expectations. Yeah. And you look at the next stretch of games. Golden State on Thursday. Listen, I... They they could beat them. This is a, a Jekyll and Hyde team. Um... But then you go on the road for five of your next six. You're at Indiana. You're at Cleveland. You're at Philly. You get Dallas at home, Luka Doncic. Then you go to Memphis and Washington. Four winnable games. That is a, it's a, it's a tough, but it's tough schedule. But it's tough. It's a tough schedule because you go back-to-back Indiana to Cleveland. You get a day off. You play Philly. So you play three and four nights. Then you go... Three and five nights. You go Dallas, Memphis, Washington. And then you get a stretch at home where you get a couple of teams that aren't that good. Cleveland, Atlanta, New Orleans, Memphis. But in these next six, I think you need to win four of them. Like you yep. said, you got you to gotta beat Cleveland. Cleveland, Memphis. You throwing Dallas in there too as a win? Mm, we'll see what Luka does that game. See, that's the thing. If he like, sits or plays. There are only two games that I look at here where it's like, oh, well, that's 100% a win. And that's Cleveland and that's Memphis. Even Memphis, though. Memphis Washington, just beat Lakers without... Exactly. With LeBron. With LeBron. You're right. So uh, I would put it at a six or seven right now, but this team needs to wake up and they got to, they got to figure out the, as Aaron Gordon said it after the game, they got to figure out the defense and make sure that they're not getting just juiced by point guards here. And they, they, they have to somehow figure out who's going to step up on that. And they're getting, they're getting fortunate too, because you go back to the loss against the bulls and what happened to the heat. They yeah. turned around and they lost to the Suns. Right. Right. And then you look at. Well, no, no, no. That was last night. They lost to the Suns last night. That was, was the last night or two York. nights ago. Um, it was two nights ago. It was like, right. Okay. It was, or it was, it was recent. It was These either, games all just, they all together. blend together, but either way you're getting, you're, you're getting there. The other teams aren't necessarily doing what they need to do either. Exactly. And They're that's not, not going to continue to be the trend. You've got uh Wednesday night tonight. You've got the Spurs are playing the Pistons. Who knows what's going to happen in that game? Cause the Spurs have been spiraling out of control too. The Rockets are playing the Charlotte Hornets. And you got the Warriors playing the Heat. Those are there's a very, very, very good chance that the Pistons, Hornets, and the Heat could all lose tonight. Magic are going to back their way into the eight seed because that's these other because teams these are other so teams bad. are so bad. And that, but but I don't think they're going to be able to back their way in this. I don't think oh, no, so. No, no, I agree. They're going to have to start winning some games. You can't keep relying on the other teams to lose to keep you in the fight. You've got to take the fight to them, and no. that's what you have an opportunity to do here. The Warriors game is a tough one to start out with, but after that game. You got to start winning games. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, this is a team where finally they need to start playing with some expectations. And you look at the guys like the the nucleus of this team, the Rob Hennigan holdovers, the Nick Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier. Am I missing anybody? Those three guys, right? Those three guys in particular, they need to start performing when the bright lights come on. And we saw two guys do it on Tuesday. You lost. Evan Fournier needs to find himself. Yeah, And it has been a season where... Every time he has a good game, it's like, oh, yeah, here comes Evan. 
And and he's got he's got to find himself over the final what 20 21 games or so. This is this is going to come down to the last game of the season versus Charlotte, isn't it? And I'm here for it. I'm ready. I absolutely am. Uh, thank you for being here for this, the Heart and Hustle podcast, episode number six. Scott Inez sat this one out. He was a DNP CD. Uh, he's Chris Crawford. He's got you some color fo- back in his face now. He's looking good. You can follow him on Twitter at ESPN 580 Nick. Uh, I'm Nick Grunowitz. Uh, you can follow me at ESPN 580 Nick. I did not say CC there, did I? I said no, at, ESPN at ESPN 580 CC yep. and at ESPN 580 Nick. Um... Make sure you listen to Scott and Ez weekdays on ESPN 580 Orlando, 4 to 6, uh, 580 AM, 96.5 FM HD 2. Tune in radio basically everywhere that you can find audio. You can find Scott and Ez. And you can download this podcast via the link that I tweet out, that Chris tweets out, that Scott tweets out, as well as wherever you can find podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, the whole thing. We'll be back a little later in this week. We're going to try to pump out like two or three a week, I guess, depending on the news. Uh, But uh, we'll see how the game against. They beat the Warriors. We'll be back. I'm going to tell you that for sure. All right. We'll talk to you next time.